When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Did everyone make their New Year's resolutions? Well, one of mine is to not have toxic or flaky people in my life anymore. It's not that hard. You make plans, you show up, guys. But listen, as far as getting rid of everything flaky, that includes dandruff. And that's why I have to tell you about Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo. Now, I like a high-end product. That's pretty obvious. And I've used Way forever. So when I discovered they also had a product to help with dandruff, I mean, so many people suffer from dandruff. I was on board. But what I didn't expect is for their anti-dandruff shampoo to be as great as all their other products. This product smells so great. It smells like ginger and spearmint. And you don't have to take my word for it. After 28 days, 100% of participants agreed they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and less irritated. So go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I, the way, dot com, code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it because we are joined both in Los Angeles, California. The one, the only Sarah Frazier. David, I can't believe you are finally here in La La Land. I am so excited. Don't you love LA? There is such a vibe. And I will not even say the names of the podcasters, but there are some well-known New York podcasters who have moved out here. And I just want to say... I don't know. I've always had this thing like I can feel trends. I always can feel trends in things like I started my podcast six years ago. I knew podcasting was going to be hot. And people were like people in the radio industry, because I was in radio for years, would call me and be like, this is such a bad move for you. This is career suicide. Why would you launch a podcast? Nobody's doing this. No one knows where to find it. And I'll tell you what, all those motherfuckers, all of them now have podcasts. Every single 
one. And they claim, oh, I'm launching an app and I'm I'm a radio, I'm online radio host. Bullshit. You're a podcaster because radio is finally dead. And I knew it then. And I'll just say this now. Something is in the air. LA is popping for entertainment, for podcast. It's just where you need to be. That's my okay. move here. <laughs> okay. Everyone, first of all, take a breath. Second of all, no. I mean, and I don't mean any any insult to Jizzy, to Candy Gal, to the Grand Dame. You you moved from the DMV area. So listen, I think compared to, you know, DC, where the president lives, maybe Teresa doesn't understand that, but that's where the president where you move from a land of politics. So I do think this is probably I get I get why you're so excited about the vibe now. Let me say a few things. Um, love it. I love it. Um, here's the deal. Here's my plan. Now I know I've I know I've been here for three days, but I have a whole plan. I I do think I'm gonna be getting an apartment here, to be honest with you. So I, I think you know what this is? You know what this is? This is like high school for the entertainment business. It is. It's literally live 90210. And, and it's so funny you say that about the DC comparison. It is true. It's like, even if I had moved to Long Island, that would have had more entertainment than I, DC was so good to me for so many years. And it's such a good radio market to start, but it's not an entertainment town. And they try over the years, everybody and their mom has tried to make it an entertainment town. And I've said it a bazillion times on our show together. I will always have the utmost, utmost, even higher than Beverly Hills respect for the Potomac women because they're the only ones in the history of reality TV or even entertainment television in Washington who have been able to carry a show for seven seasons. Nobody else has. Howard Stern did it on the radio, but I'm talking not on television. Well, guess what? One season I had on Mary Amos, Linda Urkelishan. I had the I had oh, the my, I had the uh, the DC gals on the podcast here. So go and find those episodes, guys. I see what you're saying. I do love it. You are right. Listen, here's the bottom line of what is going to happen here: January, February, March, and April. I will live in LA. May, June, July, August, and September. I will live in the Hamptons. Sorry. October, November, and December, I will live in New York. That is my new plan in life. Yes, I've decided all this. This is how I work here, guys. I go fast. I've decided all of this after being here for three days. I mean, I, I also know a lot of people here. It's not like I'm yeah. just, I mean, I've already seen a friend. We, he took me to Target. I had a stuck up on the house. <sighs> I mean, I just stuck up the house. P.S., you and I are going to meet in person for the first time this coming Friday. So everyone's going to have to tune into next week's episode because we're like, are we going to like each other? Do we have amazing chemistry in real life or is it only over Zoom? Let me tell you something. I do these in-person. I got some in-persons coming up, guys. You do these in-persons in the studio with these Bravo celebrities. You know, some of them are not. It's like, I it's swear a to vibe, you, isn't it? it's, it's such a different vibe, guys. It is. It's a different vibe and it's not always a great vibe. Correct. It's not always a great vibe. I can't explain it. It's listen, I'm I'm also not really myself. Like I'm a professional when I'm working, when I do the interviews. Here I'm a sloppy, disgusting mess. I might as well be drunk, but I'm not. But like when I do the interviews, it really isn't about me. So like I'm on time. Oh, do you know that I book a studio? When I book the studio, I always book it for two hours when I do like a one hour show because yeah. nobody 
housewives, especially nobody is on time. Nobody. So the first time I didn't do that, I had like a housewife show up like 30 minutes late. And I'm like, we're not doing a 30 minute show, but now the studio is not available. It was a mess. So I do two hours. It costs a little extra money this way. Not thrilled. That's such a great point that you bring up. Don't you think it is? It's almost like you have to make a choice in a little bit of a way if you're going to do Zoom interviews or in person, because isn't the in person, it's like you have to match their energy. If you're high and they're low, you kind of have to try to bring them. It's very weird, isn't it? In real life, when you interview, you know, semi-famous, famous people. Yeah, it's just, it's not. Look, it is. I, I have a bunch coming up because look at, I mean, especially in New York. And now that I'm here, I've put out, my team has told everybody like we can do it in person this month while he's there, blah, blah, blah. You know, listen, I, I always want to give that choice to somebody. I, so like, I, I like, let me put it this way. I love the concept of an in-person interview. I love the concept, but you know, you dress up, you look nice, but yeah, it's, I, it's, it's not my favorite vibe. I'll be honest. I haven't had one yet like let me okay let me say this after every in-person i've done i've never been like wow i think bronwyn i did bronwyn in person and that was just me because i knew her before a little bit everyone else all the others i was like was that good or was that not good and then people listen and they're like that was great and i'm like okay as long as this audience loved it i i feel weird a lot right Oh my God. And I was going to ask you, do you feel, because I love your interviews so much. um, You're such an incredible interviewer. Do you find though, it's harder to ask them some of the difficult questions face to face, like in person versus over, because Zoom, you just have this great barrier. It's like, it could be like, oops, I lost connection, you know, and then like come back, you know, how do you feel? It's maybe a little harder. You know, I listen, it's like, I run a mile a minute. So like, I'm not always like, it's it's more to me, like I have my notes in front of me. It's like, it's just more of like, girl, you got to like figure this out a little bit, but it's, it's, it is a little harder. It is. It's actually a little harder to ask these questions of like, you know, when you like, we're holding her head down on the table, Andy Gal and Monique, how, how was that? You know, like things like that, you're just like, well, and I think it's always harder to ask people to their face about scandals, financial ruin. I mean, like Tamrat and Kelly Dodd. I mean, you know, I, now that I, I, you know, if I were interviewing Tamrat in person, I would want to know the details about this CBD company, which seems like she and Eddie really don't own. Listen, so this all started by at BravoCon, I believe, right? I think the actual question they asked Tamara is who would you like to not see back on the OC? I think that was the exact question, something like that. Um, And I'm paraphrasing. And she said, Kelly Dodd. Now, here's the thing that we all know about Kelly Dodd, because I've been on the receiving end. Kelly is, listen, I will say it again. I, I like, I understand Kelly. I like Kelly. I like Rick. I feel authenticity with Kelly because she goes from like hot to cold. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like Kelly wears her emotions on her sleeve. And I like that. According to you, Sarah Frazier, you're either of the people or of the business. Well, guess what? Kelly Dodd may have started of the business, but Kelly Dodd's style is very similar to mine. Like she's of the people. She doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, listen, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you this truth in this situation. All of you stop fucking lying. And we all know that when you're on the show and part of the corporate machine, you do lie and you do give your corporate answers. Right. So, I mean, look, Kelly was upset with me when Braun was on my show and Braun would said something about her. I didn't say it, Kelly, you shouldn't be mad at me, but at least she called me and told me to fuck off. And then we worked it out. 
Like, so she is upset. So when Tamara said this, Kel, the first thing Kelly did was like, you know, really? You really? You don't want me back? Because I have like 30 pages of text from you that tell you how much you love me. So that's why I love Kelly. Like, she's just like, just do you like me or not? Which is it? Because you're you're texting me how much you love me and you're saying in front of like a national platform that you don't want me back. So that's why I like her. She's like, let's just cut through the shit. And which is it? It's either A or B. So I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority. And I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. My little baby Loka, my kitty, she loves and deserves the finer things in life. She's just like her daddy. But listen, I never knew that that could include her cat food. I mean, look, I kind of have given up on cat food. It's all the same to me and it doesn't exactly smell good. And I just figured it is what it is. But then I discovered Smalls. I like to describe Smalls as high-end cat food. It feels so luxurious. Loka seems to be more thrilled with me these days than ever. And it's actually healthy. It's preservative free. And you know how all cat food kind of looks the same? Not smalls. It's healthy protein ingredients. So you can actually like see the chunks of protein. And it's so easy. You go online, you take a quiz, you pick out the flavors your cat loves. They have fresh ground cow, fresh bird, fresh other bird, which it took me a minute to realize that was turkey. That's Loka's favorite. There's fish. And when you're done with the quiz, it recommends what they think your cat will need. And it comes right to your front door. Higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. Head over to smalls.com slash velvet and use promo code velvet at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code velvet for 50% off your first order. 50%. One last time, that's promo code velvet for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. What's up, everybody? It's Adore Delano. I'm here to let you know that my Part of Your World Tour is coming to a city near you. Me and my band are hitting the road in just a few short weeks, and we're bringing the party to you. We'll be playing some of your favorites, like I Adore You, Dirty Laundry, and 27 Club. And who knows? You might even hear some fun new covers we've been cooking up. Don't forget to grab your VIP upgrade so you can hang out with me, everybody's favorite Libra. Let's party. <laughs> Don't get on Kelly's bad side. So I, because Tamara said this, you know, the person I want back the least and Kelly was like, well, here are all the texts, whatever. I guess Kelly made it her mission quietly over the past two months to just investigate Tamara. And now we have, and by well, the way, when you your husband used Rick. to work, right. When your husband exactly. used to work for Fox, I mean, Kelly and Rick are a good team. 
I mean, Rick's a journalist. Like Rick's Rick is a journalist for years and years and years. So I mean, Rick knows all the places to fight. And that's why I I tend to, you know, I mean, Tamara has come out and basically given them fired a warning shot, which, you know, you and I know mean shit. Um, you know, but basically saying, watch what you say, because I think insinuating that Tamara and Eddie will sue, which I don't think that they will. But um I don't know. I mean, I tend to believe Rick and Kelly on this one, that there is no record that they actually own the company. I mean, look, I mean, what they're saying, and again, I didn't get into the weeds because guys, it's moving fast here and we don't have hours to get into. But I mean, I believe from watching it all, Kelly and Rick are basically saying like, you know, I mean, it's like a white label product, which is, well, there's really nothing wrong with it. But like, you know, they send you the product and, you know, you say you're Tamara, like Vicky can have CBD or Andy, you know, if you're famous, this is how it works. You get a generic product and you say it's yes. my product. It's not really wrong, but I mean, to Kelly's point, that is a lot different than saying, you know, you patented this, you started the company, you owned Thank it. You. It is, there is a difference. So, I mean, I agree. Look what Rick used to do for a living. I mean, I don't think that Rick, he knows what he's doing. So I don't think that Kelly just woke up on a Tuesday and said, you know, this is what I'm going to, today's the day I'm going to just make this lie up. I think, I mean, it seemed if you follow their logic, there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, look, Tamara was already, I mean, look, you can say anything about anyone you want. When it gets to business, you do get into defamation and slander and libel a lot more. So, I mean, this is a business thing. And yes, Tamara is implying she's going to sue. I mean, the number one defense to any of these suits is truth. So if it's true, you can sue all day. You're not going to win. Also, Tamara was already involved in a lawsuit with, you know, with Heather McDonald, the brilliant Heather McDonald, and I'm being sarcastic. And, um, that Shannon girl, Shannon Bedore, you know, when they said that Jim Bellino's trampoline company, right. When it goes to like a real, and you have to also show damages. So, I mean, so, but I mean, right. I don't think Tamara would sue. I tend to believe Kelly and Rick and this, you know, I just think that Rick, this is what he did. And why are you going to come? I mean, it's not like a day later, a a day later, she said, I have text messages that say how much you love me. I I think they investigated this and sounds like that's what it is. Right. That they I mean, there's cameras saying something about an LLC and like it's different. I mean, I understand what she's trying to say, but I don't know, Tamara girl. I don't know. And I mean, does it even matter, I guess? But look, don't I I mean, I'm not going to get on Kelly's bad side and have her go investigate shit about me. I mean, I think it's great. Like you you like you lay in wait. And but that's what I love about Kelly. She's like, look, good or bad. This is the truth. You're caught in another lie. She's exposing the lies that Kelly died. I'm kind of here for this. Uh, I'm I'm not surprised. And I, I told you this. We we don't have to talk about it today or we can go in depth. But I listened to Rewives because I've been saying that I wanted to Bethany's new podcast. And one of the interesting things is Bethany had Tori Spelling on. I listened to that episode. And, you know, she Bethany said the same thing. Bethany came out that just basically said all of these, for the most part, most of these women do not have any money at all. Everything that you see is rented, borrowed, leased. Are you raising your hand? Do you need to? What? I'm I'm raising my hand because it's like, did you ever hear that statement before behind the velvet rope? I that this is my biggest. I've been saying this for ten years. Bethany listened to you and then repeated it. Yeah, I mean, Bethany says Beth, you know, on this that for the most part, none of these women have any money, and you know, I think I'm sure you've heard this over the years. 
I have living in D.C., obviously them casting Potomac, but usually the people that have a real money, a lot of money, do not want to be on these shows because I think to your point, right, they probably don't want to be investigated. They don't want to kick up a hornet's nest. They got a real good life. I'm not saying that they're not like doing things above the books, but I think that, you know, you they know if you have real money, you become a target for lawsuits and everything else. So why put themselves on TV? So most of these women do not have any money and they make money after being on this show if they become rich at all. Yeah. And like, I have technically no problem with that, but then I also have a big problem with it because you are acting like you have money. You're spending like you have money and living above your means, which does lead to the Jen Shaw's and the Tom Girardi's of the world. Not saying Erica Jane, I'm saying Tom Girardi and all these other scandals. And what the other part is, it's just all these adoring fans, like lap dogs looking up like, oh, oh, look, it's it's so-and-so. And I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't want to be friends with that person in life. Like, no, I don't want this. And mind you, hang out with these people. I mean, I've been there, guys. It's very chaotic. And ugh, it's just like... Oh, it's we awful. haven't even we haven't even gotten to the damn fucking restaurant for the drink, and there's t- you're crying, and there's tissues, and there's trauma. This ain't this ain't how I want to run my life. That's just me. I'm not bitter. I'm just it's the new year. I'm Happy to everyone. I don't really want to engage, and I know people, plenty of people with real money, and they have just wonderful lives, and they they pay for what's in front of them. And, yeah. You know, like my good friend Catherine Edwards, who happened to be on the show. She's in India this month, like. I mean, guys, being on the show is not the ultimate. So what else did Bethany say, though? Like, you know, just about is that what that was her main point? Anything else you took away from Weird Rewives? Oh, well, I I listened to Rewives. I took extensive notes. Um, Well, here I'll start with what I liked, because I always, you know, I I heard the saying that what you criticize, you can't become. So I always try to go into things looking at, like, what are the things that I really admire or like about this person? What I think I, I actually think her concept of Rewives is a unique one. She takes a very famous scene from you know, housewives. And this one with Tori Spelling was of the limo scene with Kyle and Kim, Mm -hmm. where Kyle basically says to Kim, you're an alcoholic and everybody knows it, you know? So, um, it was, I liked that concept. And then she, Bethany brings in a guest and they, they talk about the concept, you know, together. Um, I loved Bethany's insight. Obviously, she lived it. I think much like you are, much like we try to be on this show, you know, I think Bethany is of the people or tries to be of the people in, you know, saying like, this is what's really going on. This is what's really happening. Um, You know, Tori Spelling is a fantastic, was a fantastic guest, seems very humbled in her life, you know, because obviously um, she was born, you know, Aaron Spelling was her father, one of arguably the greatest TV producers of all time, 90210, Melrose Place, enormous hits. When he died, because he just thought his kids would work and have money too, he left them each just a million dollars, which is a lot of money to most of us. But when you grow up with an entire room that's just for a wrapping paper, um, you know, that's not a million dollars is like what you shit out every day, you know? So, you know, basically she was, she was a fantastic, very humble guest. The negative of Bethany's podcast is you have to listen to Bethany talk a lot about herself, you know, in, in, and she's earned this because she is a celebrity, but you, you know, you have somebody to me when I have guests on, 
no matter what status they are. It is very hard to get on television. It's hard. It's one hard to get on TV. It's hard to stay famous. I mean, Tori is an icon, an icon. Even if she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth to survive Hollywood, to be super rich, to be broke, you know, to estrange from her mom. Like she's been through shit too. The part that I don't like about Bethany is you have to wade through a lot of Bethany. It's it's how great Bethany is. And we had to talk about how Andy and Jeff Lewis called her to apologize after Watch What Happens. And she was so moved. And that's the part of Bethany I don't really like. I don't know if that's like a New Yorker kind of brass thing. I don't know. I'm I'm not a big person to talk about myself all the time. And she, I don't know. To me, I just thought it was kind of disrespectful to the great Tori Spelling to have her on. And then Bethany kind of goes on and on about herself and how she's, you know, the only one that really, you know, succeeded in her business and everyone trashed on her and shit on her. But she, like, all those things are true. I just think, why do you have to remind us all that? Like, we know you've been famous now for like 15 years. We all love you. We all respect. I don't know. I, that's the Especially only with a I guest. Find. It should never be about, like, you know, I mean. It's again, a lot about Bethany. Yeah. Look, I have, I mean, with a guest, never. It's never about me. I don't even speak, basically. No, you do a great job. You're better than I am. Let me explain the key thing, guys. You give people enough rope to hang themselves. When you ask a question, you ask, and then you just sit there. You literally sit there and stare at someone. Like, if it's a dead silence, you're like, I don't. what do you want me to say? I asked you the question. Like, please answer. So you just shut the hell up, and you let them answer, and you just sit there. And the more they talk the more you, you know, then you hear something and you're like, ding, 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 ding. It's like winning, you know, the wheel. It's like winning the slots in Vegas. Sometimes they say something and you're like, oh, I have a follow-up question. Other times you're like, I got to get to my real point over here. But yeah, it's not about you. Every now and then you interject like, oh yeah, I'm like an early riser too. Sure. Like, you know, one sentence to bond with them and then you move on. That's how you interview to never be about you. Here, I talk more about myself. A lot of people think I don't talk enough about myself. Other people think I, I mean, I, I, when I borderline on the Bethany side of it, I check myself. Like I know when I'm heading there. I'm heading there right now. And it's like, nobody no, gives a not. fuck. It's like, nobody gives what, a fuck, David. No, they do. That's what these episodes are about, right? These episodes have become you and me, like, you know, giving our insider take on, you know, housewives. And it's great. And also we interject our own personal. That's what these episodes are for. If you're anything like me, you made a bunch of New Year's resolutions. Mine are very simple, to eat healthier and to work less. Now, the working less isn't going so well, but eating healthy, I've got that covered because of Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, and lattes. So much more built out organic fruits and vegetables. Now, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I don't cook and I don't do a lot to prepare things. It's too much for me. That's why I love Daily Harvest because with easy to prep options, I never have to think twice about what to eat for my next meal, snack, or dessert. Everything stays fresh in my freezer until I'm ready to enjoy it. Now, all the food is great. They have like a broccoli and cheese harvest bowl, which is amazing. Sweet potato and wild rice hash, which is amazing. But I'm just so partial to their smoothies. Their strawberry and peach smoothie. Oh my God. I mean, listen, the bottom line is Daily Harvest does all the work and delivers it right to my front door. So listen, if eating well is a goal for 2023 for you, let Daily Harvest support you on that journey. Go to dailyharvest.com slash velvet to get up to $40 off your first box. 
That's dailyharvest.com slash velvet for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash velvet. So I had like the craziest New Year's Eve. I'm in LA for the whole month of January. And you know how like the next morning you wake up and you're texting friends and you kind of are talking about the highs and lows of the evening and kind of trying to remember what actually happened, you know, when you've had one too many to drink. It was such an epic text chain. And I'm like, I wish there was some way to like save this. Guess what? There is. And it's called Keepster. I love photo books, but I never in a million years thought that there would be a photo book that combines texting. Keepster is the only way to easily turn your favorite iPhone texts and photos into a beautiful keepsake book. Here's how it works. You download the Keepster app onto your computer, choose your favorite text, photos, emojis, inside jokes. And then, no, there's nothing else to do. Keepster does all the rest. Keepster is perfect for birthdays and anniversaries and special occasions, engagements. Let's face it, we live and share so much of our lives on our phones. Now you can save what's special with Keepster. So if you have an iPhone, head to keepster.co slash velvet and put in promo code velvet for 20% off. That's keepster.co slash velvet and use promo code velvet for 20% off. One last time, keepster.co slash velvet for 20% off. Maybe that's also part of the mission of Rewives. Maybe Rewives was, and she is a former housewife. So maybe that's part of the show is like, she's going to talk a lot about herself her experience, which her insight is fantastic. You know, she talks about knowing Kyle and Kim. She gave a lot of background I thought was really good on, like, I didn't really know a lot about Kim's first husband. They ended up starting doing drugs together. They were together very young. And then that was where the family um, really kind of intervened and forced them to separate because they were kind of creating this addiction. I guess I, I don't know if I just never paid attention or I didn't know that part of it. They talk about Kyle having a baby, you know, Farah, I think with the first, I don't know if he was husband or boyfriend. Anyway, she gave a lot of, I thought that was very interesting because she was Paris Hilton's, Bethany was, Paris and, um, oh God, who's the, and who's the other? Hilton? Nikki. Nikki's nanny. She would drive them to school. She was in her circle, yeah. Inner circle. So I, I loved, I loved the inner circle scoop. She had a lot of that. And I think I give Bethany a ton of credit. She does speak about these people. Like she doesn't pander to them. Like, oh my God, they're so great. Like I thought that part was really great. She said she really liked Kyle and Kathy, but you know, this was Paris and Nikki. She just- I like that she wasn't sucking anybody's ass. I thought that was really good. I really, I actually didn't, I liked the podcast. I probably wouldn't listen because you and I do our own show. Like I, I'm in it enough, but I'm like, okay, I get it. I think it's good. I just personally, once she starts in on all herself and, and I don't know, just this whole thing about the empathy that she received from Andy and Jeff. I'm like, oh my God, give me a break. You know, you know, you know, watch what happens live was good for you. Good for Jeff. Good for Andy. like, give me a break. But she you know how it went on and on and on about, you know, Jeff calling her and Jeff, apolog- Jeff never apologized. You know, I, it's just like, okay, really? Like, let's move on. You have Tori Spelling, one of the greatest insiders into Beverly Hills. Like, and well, I, I think Tori did well. Tori like handled it really well. She was very... I don't know. She kind of went along with it. She was very gracious about it, which I give Tori a ton of credit for. Well, I think in Bethany's mind, she thinks she's more relevant or famous than lots of these guests and plenty of them she is, but I get it. So like a mixed review, I see why. Okay, so listen, I'm not going to listen. Don't have the time, but look, it's doing very well in 
you know, I even understand how producers work and I, I've been at filming. So I have inside information. I could only imagine what Bethany's is. So the concept of it is brilliant. You know, she, Wait, I mean, she has way think- more information than we do. I know, but do we think it's going to do Do you really care about going back and analyzing? No, I don't. I mean, that's just me. I don't care about like, Good point. well, there's a producer off in the corner and they might, oh, you see what Kyle just said? You see how she has a different shoe on in that scene? That was refilmed three hours later. No, I, I really don't. I really don't. And here's Jerry Springer. Oh my God, we're thick as thieves. The table is tipped. I, no, I don't. I mean, no. I really no. I mean, I can't like we have so much going on now. I like staying kind of in the the current. That's just me. It's just me. I don't really want to pick. It, don't I, let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. Woo, Luann. No, I I don't want to. I don't need to relive these. There's so many scenes. Like I can't keep up with what day it is here. No, I don't like well, it. Well, that's kind of my point. Is like thank you for saying that because that's kind of what I walked away from going. Well, wait a minute. Is anyone? I mean, it was good and there were great parts of it, but I was just like, would I listen? Like, do I care? No. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm with you. I'm like, I don't really care about that scene. Ten years ago, I had totally forgot. Kim's not on the show. Kyle, there's been so many other things that Kyle's done since. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I care about the current, like, why will Renna not be back? Why will Renna be back? Is Brandy really coming back? Like, she's open. Like, I I care about, I I like to... I don't know. I'd like to get in the mind of producers and castmates and who wants what and just cut through the bullshit of what people are saying today and be like, you want to be back on. I'm just kind of like what Kelly's doing. You want to be back on the show. Just admit it and let's move on and keep it current. That's just me. I don't know. But I don't like looking back in life. I don't want to, you know, look back at, you know, 2020 when I was- 40 like pounds the- heavier before my diet and living my life now. I don't like looking back really at life. I like looking back to a lot of people on, too. Like, I love, well, I, I mean, I like to look back to learn, you know, it's like, okay, what worked, what didn't work. You can't hold on to things that you did wrong. You know, all you can do is when you move forward, don't make that same mistake again. That's why I like to look back, go, okay, wait, what worked? What didn't, did I hurt somebody? I don't like that feeling. I don't want to do that again. This really worked. Do more of that. I like, but I, I, I think, I think Bethany may have an issue with keeping it fresh, like keeping people caring. Because, I mean, you know, you wouldn't have cared about that whole scene except for you have Tori, who grew right. up in Beverly Hills, who right. knew them as well. So And, and Jerry you know, Springer used to break up, you know, baby daddy slamming each other. Now there's a table flip. She's tying it into the scene. So, I mean, I get it. You know what I do care about, though? Let's move on. Yes. I care about that. I need to make an apology here on air. What? Remember when I made an apology the first time with you? And now I've made like 20 million apologies on air. First of all, I want to apologize to every listener who's been commenting. When are you going to cover Miami? When are you going to cover Miami? When are you going to cover Miami? By the way, I have interviewed last season, Larsa and Alexia and Adriana. I had Anakin Kosase on from the past, Karen Sierra, Leah Black, um, uh, Christy Rice. I've interviewed about 20 Miami housewives. So go and listen to all of those fucking interviews of people that have been on my show from Real Housewives of Miami. That doesn't sound like an apology. I'm getting to it. I would like to apologize 
first and foremost, to all the listeners that have been reaching out hour by hour on the YouTube comments and in my DMs, when are you going to talk about Miami? It's so good. I would next like to apologize to Alexia and Adriana, and God help me, I'm saying Marisol, but I got to say Marisol, Larsa and Julia and Nicole and Gertie. I am so sorry. I have caught up. We had a break. I have caught up. I have watched Miami. Real Housewives of Miami is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. This is what you texted me. And I'm apologizing to Lisa Hochstein too. You know what it is? Because I actually talked to someone else that's like, slow your roll, bitch. It's not phenomenal. So either it's phenomenal, like I'm saying it is, or the rest of these franchises are so awful. Potomac, it's still not my favorite season. Really? It's not my favorite. You can disagree. You're making it a face. I I do. I like it. I mean, it's... Is it wow? Is it straws? No, it's not wow. It's grasping at straws, but I kind of like the straws. Like, I like this whole Mia, you know, they're outing Mia as like basically having sex with like all her friends and crazy threesomes. And, you know, it sounds like Mia and Mia's man, you know, probably swing. Like, I, they bought a car or something for this woman, Jacqueline. Jacqueline, the best friend. He co signed basically so she could get the Porsche. Um, you know, I, and I, I, I've said it before. I mean, my prediction is Mia is probably going to be the next one in like financial ruin. I could be wrong, but she's the one that put up. My brother-in-law stole all our money. We don't have any money like right before the season started. Um, everybody knows they lived outside of Baltimore and then they rented a mansion in Potomac for this season. Um, that's public knowledge. Um, but no, I mean, Giselle and Robin, Batman and Robin are getting like a little much, you know, they just gossip. They just, they don't, provide a lot of stuff. And by the way, although I don't know that it was caught on camera, but I mean, there's a lot going on with Juan and this, this sexual, um, like assault, alleged assault harassment issue that's going on at the college that he coaches at. There, there's a lot there. There's an alleged affair rumor, you know, there's uh, this ongoing, they're never going to get married, but you know, we don't hear a lot about that. Again, I've said it a million times, like Giselle is amazing, but I just, I don't know, Giselle has a spell, I guess, on producers, because I don't know what she brings. Andy loves her. Yeah, I, but you know what it is, it's like a storyline. I'm just at the point where it's like, when I watched season two of Bling Empire, I was like, as good as the season three, as good as the first, second, when I watched Selling Sunset, oh my God, Selling O.C., Oh my God, my unorthodox life this season. Oh my God. Like I and I can't sit there and say this is housewife, so I'm still gonna watch. I understand why people have stopped watching. Now I have to watch because here I am. This is an actual job, everybody. This is a job. Do I love my job? Sure. Have I created a great life for myself? Sure. If I yes. say one more thing about myself, I will be in the Beth in the category, so I'm not allowed to. However, I have to watch. I understand why people have stopped watching. I get it. I don't, I, I, it's, I'm not going to watch. It's like the light bulb went on with Survivor, with, with the real world, with the amazing race. There's many shows where I was in the middle of a season and I said, why, why I watched American Idol way past that Kelly Clarkson and that Kaylee Underwood. And then one day I woke up and I said, I fucking hate this. Why am I watching? So, <laughs> I don't want to say these words about housewives because this is my job, but I watch certain things. Dahmer. Oh, oh, brilliant. Like I don't want to convince myself for to spend 
57 hours on a TV show to mediocre like it. So Potomac, Atlanta, that was it for me. OC, oh, bad. Like I'm giving, Pot- giving Potomac and Atlanta the middle wrong. Um, it's, I don't even want to, we don't even have to talk about Salt Lake, horrible. Like, so I don't know. Are these other franchises so bad? I don't know. Miami just did it. It's, it's the music, the feel that all the girls are bringing something. We look, we got lucky. We got lucky producers with this major Lenny Hochstein, Lisa Hochstein divorce, but the way the women are rallying about Lisa it's almost reminiscent of the old days of New York where it's like Larsa and Lisa are having a huge fight over some of these are two friends. And the next minute they're kissing and then Adriana's got something. It's like everybody is pulling their weight in Miami. It's not like nobody is. That's okay. I'll give you that. Then I got to get on board. Cause that's amazing. Cause I think these other franchises, the problem is, is Merit. It's like, you know, Salt Lake, Meredith, Lisa, like what else do we have? I mean, and to me, to me, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I know a lot of these players in Miami and just how much they want to be there. We'll just leave it at that. But it feels authentic to me, whereas there's nothing, not one thing about Salt Lake this season that feels authentic. The girls don't know what to do. I still, I don't want, you don't have to DM me anymore. I still don't feel it in my heart. This Whitney and Heather thing. I know they do interviews and it's a real feud for over what? It's not going to last for, I don't feel it the way I feel Melissa and Teresa never speaking again. Like I don't feel it. Meredith and Lisa, that feels more real to me, but I, I feel like it's all a bunch of people trying to save this show. I think they're all in on it. They're all trying to save it and get it back on the rails. And nobody wants that. Miami, to me, feels authentic. I don't see L- Larsa and say she's desperate. She's 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 trying for her one-liners. Now, some people are a little more desperate than others. But overall, Kiki has stepped up as a friend of. They're, they're really, and I have a lot of interviews coming up, by the way, from Miami Housewives, a lot. A lot, a lot. Some have already just started, but it, it just feels authentic. It feels like, and the girls are rallying around Lisa and what Lisa's going through. Lisa, what is going on with Lisa is the same as Jen Shaw or Erica in the sense of like, or Tom and Luann of something major that is really just unfolding during filming in real time. It's unbelievable. So Miami, I apologize to every housewife that is on it this season and everyone that has been saying, what is your problem? When are you going to talk about it? I have watched it. It is great. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, now I'm on board. I love that endorsement. I love that endorsement. I love and that. I, you know, good for them. I, I, I see them getting a lot of attention. And by the way, uh, Miami is only on Peacock, right? They, they have not, you know, and it, I'll be, I'll be curious to see, I mean, do they end up moving it to mainstream? Bravo? Well, they move it to Bravo like last season, like Girls Trip. They moved it after the fact. Like when it's oh, over, yeah. it'll okay. probably start. Yeah, and they'll move it. So you can watch it. Um, speaking of, uh, well, Lisa Hochstein also celebrated New Year's with this new guy who cute. looks cute. Yeah, he looks Nody. cute. Yeah. I mean, girl, go for it. Look, there's two sides to this. We'll have to get into that next time. He says she's a nightmare. It's I was edited to look bad. She's like, you know, wanted to spend my money and demand everything. She says he was a nightmare. Um, 
Ashley and Luke unfollowed each other. Yeah, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, you know, it was interesting because they seemed like they were uh, they, they, seemed like they were hot and heavy. And she actually apparently went out to Minneapolis, met his family, met his parents like before Christmas. And then quite abruptly, and I mean, their relationship was still new and basically just hot and heavy since BravoCon, which went down in what, September, October, 1st of October. October. So maybe they burned bright, but um, it was kind of a 180. Let me tell you something. Before we get to what happened between these two, I mean, just picture the lights are going down. These two had some hot, hot sex. Just picture it. Just oh, picture it oh, for a the minute. Hottest, the hottest. Like, the hottest. because Ashley was with Michael and Michael had some proclivities for, you know, extra people in the bedroom, sometimes a couple of people. Ashley is probably a wild motherfucking woman behind closed doors. And I think Luke is just a wild motherfucking man behind closed doors. And I think these two, I, I think there were tables turned. Yeah, I think the there were light bulbs smashed. I mean, these two. So I was all about it. I was all about it. Let's clean up the act, David. I was all about it. I don't know. I thought they were kind of well-matched. I think Ashley is a really down-to-earth girl under all that, right? Like, she never, oh, yeah, you know, she might have yeah. been with Michael for the money, but, like, she's not like a Beverly Hills D. She's not like Lisa Hochstein, where, I mean, I mean, Lisa Hochstein's house, oh, my God, is it gorgeous. Oh, that honestly is probably one, probably right now, without overthinking it, my favorite house in all of the franchises is Lisa Hochstein's house. Um, I do think Ashley, knowing Ashley and Michael in person for years and knowing Ashley for years, you know, Ashley really loved Michael. Like really, there there was genuine, I know people are going to be like, what? No, I know this for a fact. They really, that, and I kind of feel like Ashley likes an older guy. I, you know, I think Luke was fun and young, but I don't know. I know everybody wants to see her with somebody young. I don't know. She she just seemed very comfortable with a Michael. I could see her with an older guy. I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I never really got the, I mean, I got the hot sex. I think that Luke, like you're talking about with Luke, but I never, I never really saw them. Like everybody was like shitting their pants over those two. And I'm just like, I don't see it. Sorry. I mean, why did they really break up? I don't know. I mean, the fact that she unfollowed him, I don't know if he also unfollowed her. I didn't, I didn't look either. I didn't look either. Um, I'm not and sure. But... She deleted pictures. It's like, it's just, I don't know. Like it, it, if something didn't go really awry, you would leave the pictures up. What do you, I mean, I would, I don't know. It's not like if Dean, it's, really it's not like baby Dean is looking at your Instagram and knows what's going on. Just leave the pictures there. I don't know what's going on. They probably had a drunken night in Minneapolis. He started to, you know, tried to like rag on Michael Darby and, you know, People don't understand. She loves Michael. I think she will love Michael until the end. You can you can get in my DMs and call me batshit crazy, but they really loved each other. And I think personally, my assessment is I think Michael's probably a little bit of a sex addict. Like I just think Michael probably is not going to stop. Like I think, and I think there's like okay, maybe they have maybe you know every New Year's they go out together and they have a threesome. Like I think Ashley's down for that once a year. With Wouldn't Mr. she Darby. have just stayed married to him? No, because I don't think that's enough for Michael. I think Michael wants to be out and about. And he's Australian. You know, lots of these Australian Europeans, they can drink and drink and drink. I mean, that is like water to them. I think she does now have two kids. She has to be home. And even if you're madly in love with Michael, which I do think she was, this is, again, my just prediction. I think 
be, if he's out a lot, which I, I'm assuming was part of their demise, you know, I, I think you begin to resent that. Like, okay, fine. I can do the threesomes, but that's not enough. I don't think for Michael, he's young, young, young at heart. He wants to be out drinking, partying, meeting, and you've got two young boys at home. I don't think, I think it's more like that was the thing that broke them up versus the love. And I think she probably could have got on board with the sex. It's harder though now. I mean, they're public figures. Every time they had a threesome or Michael's out in a hotel with somebody else, she's always going to be getting the pictures. And I think she just thought logistically raising my boys, they're going to start going to school. I can't have everybody coming in, making fun of my kid. I love you dearly, Michael, but I, you know. This is who you are. This it's is hard. It's it's hard to get laid, bro, when you're in the public eye. Yeah, I think I think for Ashley, it was more logistic. Uh, Ashley, to me, I feel like is very very sincere in who she is, and I think she absolutely loved him. But I think I think Michael just doesn't like. I don't know. I think he's got his own thing going on, and it just didn't. They couldn't keep doing it with two kids. Try to think of someone else in the Bravo world for her. I can't think of someone at the top. Oh, of I don't my think head. she should use anybody in the Bravo world. I think she should date. Uh, Older, like maybe, maybe not 30 years older, but 15 years older, you know, Ashley's in her thirties now she's 36. She's probably not having any more kids. Maybe she has one more, you know, I feel like she's with a 50 year old divorced dad. You know, I just think that's who she is. And that's that DC scene. Maybe he's a lawyer. I don't think he's going to be famous. I just, I do not. Like a congressman or something. Yeah. I feel like she could be more like our girl. Um, Oh my God. I always say her name wrong. You know, in, in, in um, R-H-O-A. Um, not Eve, not Eva. I always say it wrong. Portia? No. Kenya? Marlo? No, she used to be on the show. And now she's, you know, her husband's like a lawyer or district attorney or. Phaedra? He's the mayor or something of Atlanta. Oh my God. Why do I always. No, she was just on Girls Trip with up at um, Dorinda's. You know, she was from Atlanta. Eva Marcel. But Eva. 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 Okay. Eva. Oh, well, I mean. I could see her being more of an Eva. Ashley Darby. Okay. Okay. Well, guess who's having some, there's a lot going on with Coach Shaw, speaking of men okay, from Bravo. Okay. Yes, talk to me. And then I need a direct line to Kim D. You talk to me. What do you got to say about, I mean, I guess Jen Shaw, there's these, first of all, by the time everyone hears this, by the time people are listening to this episode, yes, we will have a verdict. We will have a sentencing, I mean, of Miss Jen Shaw. It's like, it's today is what's today? The fifth today's the fourth. Her sentencing is in two days. Okay. So everyone's going to know, but she hinted in these text messages where she's taught. I don't know if this proves anything where she's like, coach Shaw will help us. Did you see all these? I did. I did. And I see the government releasing. um, She's texting. Yeah. She's texting Stuart. And she says something like, Coach Shaw will help us. I mean, does this does this mean anything to you? Yes. Does this mean that she that she that Coach Shaw knew? Is that what it means to you? Yeah, I think to me this makes a lot of sense. This is my take on this. Now, again, we're not gonna maybe we will after she's sentenced, but I don't know where she cut a plea deal and she didn't go to trial. A lot of things are not going to be released, right? Because clearly the government presented their evidence and who was going to turn on her to her attorneys. And it became so much her attorneys were like, you like, we advise you to take a plea deal. You are not, this is overwhelming evidence that you are guilty, right? 
So I yeah. think because she did that, she's cut this deal. Probably a lot of the evidence isn't going to come out. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how could she do this? It's very selfish to her family. And maybe she's taking the fall for Coach Shaw, who, you know, was involved to some degree or had knowledge of it. And she's going to go to jail. Coach Shaw is going to continue to be a coach as long as, you know, there isn't anything incriminating. or Raise the boys. Raise the boys. I've always, I think you and I on this podcast have always said it did not make sense in the public eye how people have not come for Coach Shaw in the way that they have come for EJ. In fact, on Salt Lake this year, they have, the guys have gotten around and prayed for Coach Shaw. I mean, it's kind of insane. I've just never thought, I've always thought that if if she was doing all this, why wouldn't she, why wouldn't he divorce her like EJ did to Tom Girardi? I hope Coach Shaw's right now. He's a nice guy. Well, I hope so too, but I, I mean, I, I still don't know. I still don't get it. I still don't know. I mean, like, what am I trying to say? How, when you're in the Shaw Chalet and you see 25 th- furs, and I mean, now we know all the shit was fake, how do you not? real say where is this money coming from that is the problem i have that's just the problem i have i don't know how you don't know i don't know how coach shaw is so innocent and everyone wants erica strung up i know now you're gonna dm and say coach shaw's nice and erica's vile save your dms i don't want to hear it um i see no difference between coach shaw and erica sorry um speaking of salt lake God, we're talking a lot about a franchise that's not doing so great. Meredith Marks, did you see the comment where someone's yes. like, bring back Mary? And she's like, trying. I, I you and I have I said that. You and I have happen. said that. Yeah, I don't think she's coming back. Never. You and I have said that on this on this podcast. There's something Mary is off center. She is unhinged. She is great TV. There's something she brought to this show I don't know if she's going to solve it, but these three newbies, you got to get rid of all three of them. And now we're left with the same five. Where does this show go? Where? Uh, Please, listen, I can be reinvigorated. I can be reinvigorated. I didn't love Miami when it was canceled after season three. Hey, 10 years made a difference. But so I'm next season of Salt Lake could be great. I don't know how they're going to get there. What do you do with these five women if Mary doesn't come back? You're going to hire someone else from the town. You're going to have an open casting call. And like, I mean, who's going to show up? I sound so negative. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> who the hell's going to show up for that casting call? Okay. And that's going to be your savior. Ugh, save, save your time. Pull the plug. Oh, I don't, I don't know if they can. I think they they're not so going to pull the money. plug. They have so much money in it and they have good, you know, Heather, um, I love Meredith. Meredith, Lisa. I mean, they are really good. They're just missing. They're missing that kind of, like you're saying, Mary or or Jen. They're missing that unpredictable factor. You know what I mean? They need that person. And I think you're right. The three friends of, they're not it. They've got to find somebody else. And maybe, you know, maybe that somebody else is someone that's suddenly moving to Salt Lake. That's an outsider that's moving in. That's kind of a friend of a friend, you know. I mean, all these people like the Lizzie Savetsky or like the people that like 
not her, but the people that rumored are moving states to just to be on the show. No offense, Lizzie. Go find someone that applied in New York or Beverly Hills yes, or, exactly. or who's in your somewhere room? and just be like, listen, yeah. listen, girl, you can't rent something down the street from Lisa Barlow. Wink, wink, wink. Bethany Frankel says on her Rewives podcast, none of you own anything. So rent a fucking house. How, how much does a house cost to rent in Salt Lake? A dollar twenty-five. Go and rent the shit for over three months while we film and work your way in there. And yeah, right. Go let the, they're gonna have to go find someone, right? They're, yeah. they're not gonna cancel it. This is not gonna happen. I get it. And I I, I love Meredith. She's great to me. I like Lisa. So I'm like I like everybody involved. Whitney's been on my show. It's I know there's no offense. There's no arrogance. It's just I want this to be great. I thought it was the first and second season were so great. And to me, it had nothing to do with Jen Shaw, that the scandal, it didn't. That scene last year, it was about Jen, but there was that dinner party on vacation. I'm like, that's how Miami is now. Everybody's bringing it. Meredith is having a breakdown. So that's enough. Wait, Whitney's now upset and she's reacting. Heather's in the corner doing God knows. It's like, each person, it's like a comedy of epic yes. air. That's how Salt Lake was to me. It was so strong. And yeah, now what sense. happened? And I don't think Mary's going to come back. I think she's smarter and she doesn't want the church to be looked into. You know, I mean, what is she going to do? Be like Carol Raswell, who had the no Kennedy clause. I mean, if they're desperate enough, I guess they could try to have her have a no church clause. But no, but someone will still investigate. Someone, you know, but someone will bring it up. And someone yeah. will bring yeah. it up. Like Carol said, when Sonia brought up that she, I mean, poor Sonia, she lives in her own world, that Sonia Morgan, I guess good for her. Yeah. Um, I was texting with a New York housewife the other day. <laughs> and I, I said something like, because it was about Ramona. And I said something like, yeah, her and Sonia are like the most vile people. And there she's like, yup. And I'm like, thank you for at least agreeing with the Ed Sonia. Like she gets a free pass because of Ramona as a human, not impressed with Sonia, Miss Sonia Morgan on, on a one-to-one basis. Um, but what was my point? Oh, when Sonia brought up that she was parting on the yacht with John John and Madonna Carol's like, I couldn't do anything about that because it wasn't production. It was a cast member. So even if Mary, if there was a no church clause, I mean, all they have to do is whisper in some cast member's air, bring up Mary's church. And she's not coming back. But there's something about her. Like she was like, just look at Whitney and be like, little girl, you will speak when I speak to you. She, pipe down, little girl. I am not in the mood. She well, just was unhinged and said anything. She was funny. She was funny. Crazy, but funny. I love that you brought that up. And to your point, this actually makes me go back to Potomac and kind of eat my words here a little bit. It's, it's because, well- you know, after you say all that and now being a producer here in L.A. and realizing how hard it is to cast, I mean, I do see why, like, they're going to stick with Robin, Giselle, Karen the Grande. They're going to stick with them because they, they're they good and they're good enough, you know? I mean, they are good, you know? Like, even though they don't provide, like, a ton of depth anymore, like, you don't hear a lot about Giselle's life, I mean, they're they're good, you know? So that, and look at Potomac. I mean, I think I, I don't, I love Monique Samuels. I love her in real life. I do think the show's gone on well without her. It's not the same. I do think Monique brought another level of depth, you know, and some significant wealth because Chris Samuels being a former NFL player did have money, been to their house, beautiful house in Potomac a couple of times. Um, you know, but I, so 
you know, they're they're going to try to recast. They're, they've got to go through, like you said, their background of rosters. Who could we maybe move to Salt Lake for a year or they they can rent a place for four months of filming? You know, who can we bring in that can keep this going? Because they do have good people in Heather and Whitney and Lisa and Meredith. They're characters. They just need like. Yeah, four. Another, I kept saying five. Yeah. We're down to four. One is going to jail, guys. Um, All she's right. Getting, she's getting locked up. Um, okay, so nothing else. We don't want to talk very quickly before we go about Chris Bassett thanking producers. Okay, really quick. Then I got to love you and leave you. Yeah. Um, Chris Bassett basically thanking um, producers on Twitter this week, essentially saying um, that you know, really thank you for showing over and over again that these women are lying and they really are lying on him. I mean, it's, it is kind of crazy. And this is where I do think the show has jumped the shark. It's not the lady's fault. It's the producer's fault that they're, they're holding on to this. But I mean, over and over every scene now, even in the latest episode of Potomac, they're trying to make like Chris is hitting on these women. He has nothing to do with them. The producers go back to these scenes where these women are recalling when Chris hits on them and he doesn't say a fucking thing. He's on his cell phone. I mean, that's, I love me some Ashley Darby, but that he did not slide into her DMs. He hit her with an IG message when she was already out and he's the manager of a popular bar and restaurant in DC going, you should bring your girls to the W because he's promoting his business. Like, I do. I am with Candace and Chris. Like it is frustrating, but I do think they they've done an issue. Candace did an interview recently, and she said, "Look, I think people see through the BS like completely, and they do. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone is thinking Chris Bassett is a dog. He's not interested in any of these ladies, and it couldn't be more obvious." Andy Gal is like, "You're all crazy." Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna speak. We're gonna do, we'll do another. We're gonna record another episode tomorrow. I'll give yes, you a little behind the scenes. I, Eight a.m. I need you to text Kim D and ask her if Louie, in fact, bought all of Teresa's girls fake Cartier. I need you to. to Can I just say before as we wrap up on that, I just did a Patreon with Kim on Saturday this past week where we deep dive. You know what? Mr. Realias has picked a bracelet that guess what? David from behind the velvet rope has. So I have a original. So I held it up. Kim and I deep dive this. Kim had some advice for him. I have the bracelet. I'm obsessed with the nail bracelet. I have it. So if I saw it in person, I could see if it was, you know, but Kim, we just did this. Kim had some advice. Kim is heading back to Cartier. Kim ain't letting this go. She's actually heading into Cartier. I'm not kidding you. I I kid you not. She has a whole thing where she's going to go to Cartier. So I, let's not get into that. We'll talk about that on the Patreon, but I don't know. Anyway, lots is happening, Sarah. Love you. Don't work too hard today. Good luck with everything. And we will talk tomorrow. Bye, David. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at 
David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.